Hello, Two Principles Podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all the support and appreciate you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate review our podcast. You can also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Two Principles. Check us out on the web at www.twoprinciples.com. We are so grateful for our Two Principles podcast partners, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. Transforming care as usual, HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Our comprehensive services are rooted in evidence-based science that suggests an important interconnectedness of the mind, body, and experience. This blend of offering both traditional psychology services with the opportunity to learn and practice mind-body skills via our studio workshops and classes offers an innovative approach to the care we offer you and your family. We are excited to record our Two Principles podcast from the beautiful HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio located right here in Maple Grove, Minnesota. We would like to extend our extreme gratitude for this opportunity to partner with HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. Green Boy Brand. We want to thank Mike Minnick with Green Boy Brand for helping us design our Two Principles artwork and logo. Mike is a designer first and can help you customize your brand. If you are looking for an artwork design or logo, or even some cool merchandise, you can check him out at greenboybrand.com. We are grateful for the partnership with Green Boy Brand. They have done work for schools, business, sports organizations, and everything in between. Green Boy Brand can get you looking and feeling sharp. When you go with Green Boy, you're choosing to get a personal touch rather than a cookie-cutter look. Green Boy understands that you're looking for something fun, comfortable, and different. Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. I'm Bart Becker, and I'm hanging with the Two Principles. So I think we're good. All right. Hey, uh, you, Bart, are you a coffee drinker? I had three and a half cups this morning. <laughs> three and a half? I have two, two in <laughs> weekdays, three on the weekends. It just gets me awake in the morning when I'm not exercising, when I'm, when I'm not working out. So uh, keep that, yeah, keep, make sure you keep that mic kind of close to you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, he's definitely got a lot of the coffee and all that stuff. Hey, Kev, uh, the mics, uh, you, we, feel, we you are feeling good with the mic. Yeah, we're good to go. You know, uh, Bart, Kevin is just a master at the, at what I call the soundboards. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's cutting in music and all that kind of stuff. So he, he is Mr. Tech Guy. <clears throat> but hey, I'm, I'm feeling good today. Bart, you feeling good today? Feeling good. Kev, you feeling good today? Ready to go. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's make this an epic show. So hey, Kevin, um, I know you got the, the background music going and all that stuff, which I do appreciate. Yeah. Uh, no countdown for me today, though? You do you, could, I mean, I mean, you don't really? have to. I mean, do you want to give me a three-two-one, or are you good, or what? Eventually, we're going to get to a two-one, okay, and then a one, but we'll go three-two-one. All right, let's okay. roll. Hey, it's it's that time. The mics are hot. Hello, and welcome to today's show, episode number six. As always, I am super excited to be here today with my good friend Kevin, 
And we are excited to have Mr. Actually, Dr. Bart Becker in the studio today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the Two Principles, the Two Principles podcast, where we put the focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress reduction, and mental health. Hey, thanks for tuning in today as we continue to walk this journey together one step at a time, one conversation at a time. Hey, every episode, we will stay true to true to the two principles purpose. We will consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We will stay present. We're going to give it our best today. And of course, we're always going to try to have a little bit of fun. So it is that time. We're going to uh, launch into the two principles check-in. Um, we're going to include uh, Mr. Becker in this and um, um, hear what everybody has to say. Let's start with Jason. How has the week gone for you? Yeah, well, first of all, it's 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 pretty exciting to have uh, Dr. Bart Becker in the actual studio with us, Kevin, because, you know, as uh, let's just should we just call him a rival? Maple Grove rival. Let's just, yeah, Maple Grove rival, whatever. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to have him. It's good to have him here in studio. He looks good today. Uh, he looks rested. So it'll be good. But I want to get to the mailbag first here. So, Kevin, as you know, uh, we do get feedback on the show, mm-hmm. um, either through uh, mail or whatever. And I would just say to the, uh, to the listeners, if you do want to reach out to Kevin or I, you can do that at two principles podcast at gmail.com and, and give us feedback or ask us questions. But here's some questions that came in this week, Kevin, and maybe you can help answer these questions. So this one is, do you guys have a tech crew? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. His name's Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and what I would say to that is we do not have a tech crew. We do have Kevin Jost, and he's the behind the scenes guy. Bart, do you have any experience with the tech? I do not. You do no, not. So you would not be a guy that we could ask to help with this? No, I can <laughs> press play, I can press pause, I can press stop. Okay. So maybe we will uh, we'll look into that. Maybe eventually, Kevin, we will be there will be a time and place for the Two Principles podcast that we will have a tech crew, but it is just Kevin Jost and Jason Paris here uh, doing that. Hey, another question that came in, Kevin, how many episodes are you going to publish each month? And and you can say you can answer this too, but Kevin and I have, have been, you know, jumped into this and originally we were going to shoot for once a week, but then I think our spouses said to us, you better decide on, do you want to be living in the same house or do you guys want to be in an apartment together? And so we decided that uh, we do not want to live in an apartment together. We would like to be with our spouses. So we are going to shoot for publishing an episode every other week and we're, we're shooting for Wednesdays. So Kevin, do you have anything to add on that? No, just it, it, we, we jumped out ahead of ourselves a little bit too aggressively and uh, we're going to dial it back a little bit and and uh, like you said make sure that we are not um, not sharing a bathroom in an apartment or a condo so <laughs> right that'll be good hey um so bart i gotta ask you something so i ran across this kind of saying this week and it's something that uh, you know, I know you a little bit and we've had conversations just both personally and professionally. And I know Kevin, but this whole thing about showing up, doing something uncomfortable, like maybe it's like, um, maybe working out when you don't want to work out or doing something when you don't want to do it. So that's that uncomfortable, uh, thing. So it's, it's really to train your mind and body. What would you say to that? Um, that it's a conscious decision that 
one has to make if they want to progress in whatever goals they have at that time. Um, it makes me think of uh, one of the great things I heard from uh, Nick Saban, who of course I've never met, but <clears throat> that it breaks down to two things. You have two battles within yourself. One is, here's all the things that you want to do, but you can't do. Because the more you do those things, the less chance you'll have to accomplish that goal. And on this side, here's all the things that you have to do that you don't want to do. Because the more you don't do those things, the less chance you'll have to accomplish that goal. And so it's a battle within yourself. And uh, no matter where one is in life, student, you know, young adult, grandparent, uh, with, with your home life, your relationships, with your, with your work, um, yeah, we have to go through those things each and every day. Right, and that's great because I, I know for me, when I'm thinking about uh, checking in every day or on a weekly basis or monthly basis, it's always a good reminder for me, and Kevin and I have a lot of conversations about this, but doing uncomfortable things to help you prepare for the rest of your day. And I know, Kevin, you uh, you have a good way of looking at approaching this. I, I do, and it, I, I, I really um, attribute a lot of it to the idea of, of physical activity of, of working out just because I don't know, it's just an easy connection uh, for me with that. But yeah, I try to do stuff. I try to do difficult things in the morning because I feel like if I start my day doing something hard, when something difficult comes up in the, in the afternoon, yeah, I've already done something. I've already done my hard thing for the day. So, um, like I said, for me, what works for me mentally is doing hard physical activities. Um, I like to challenge myself with weird things and, and do different things. And, and, um, when I do that, I feel better. I feel better prepared for the day. Um, and I just don't feel like things can knock me off my, my game as much if I've already, I already did my hard thing today. Right. So whatever else happens, bring it on. I love that. And one of the things that I've been challenging myself to do, and I don't know, Kevin or Bart, if you do this, but, uh, I've been doing some reading on, uh, taking a cold shower, like uncomfortable, like getting that cold, uh, it's almost cold therapy on your body and just taking that in and for a minute or two. Uh, and so I've been doing that. And so I, uh, Kevin, are you, I, I haven't, you keep talking to me about it and I, I can't, <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. I, I'm no, going to, I, I'm telling you it right now, I'm going, I'm going to do it. Um, I just, I'm, I'm a cold person in general. Like I'm always cold. Um, so the idea of doing that, I know it's good for you. I've read research, you know, about what it does to your immune system and, and, and all of that. So I know there's benefits to it. I just haven't done it yet. How about you, Bart? I have not taken cold showers. Uh, back in the glory days of college football, I had to take uh, several ice baths to rehab a couple injuries. And yes, the first one was absolute. I mean, it was torture, but no joke within a short period of time i recall um within a week by that time after after three or four or five days it felt good that's yeah so that's yeah that's that's one of the things that you know i guess we talk a lot about is doing those uncomfortable things even when you don't want to do it because it comes down to uh the discipline part of your life right how you stay disciplined how you stay consistent and so it, it goes into that so anyway the last thing for me i guess kevin has just really uh been working on continually showing compassion for myself even you know you can go through hard times in your job or family or whatever but just really uh staying true to myself and giving some compassion and love uh to myself so 
just being self-aware of that. And so that's really what I've been, what I've been going through. So how about you, Kev? Where are you at? I'm good. I think I had a, a decent week. Um, felt like it was a relatively calm week. Um, again, just trying to be consistent with my working out. And um, one thing I am trying to incorporate more from a physical aspect is I'm trying to stretch more. And I do a horrible job of that. Um, I'm not a flexible individual. I wasn't even when I was a kid. And so I worry a little bit about what I'm going to look like when I'm 70 if I don't, if I don't do stuff now. Um, so I, I try to do a little bit you of that. You know what's going to be good for you hmm. is uh, when, we have, uh, when, we, when we have these yoga teachers that are coming on the show because we do have some certified yoga teachers coming on the show maybe they're going to teach us a few stretching exercises and help us stay because for you bart i don't know if you know this but this guy right here is training for a 50 miler so have you have you ran ever ran a 50 miler before not a 50 miler no so what's the longest distance you've you've ran i signed up and completed i didn't run the whole thing much to my great regret uh the twin cities marathon this uh this past october oh he did good for you congrats so this you know i don't know if i call him a freak show but this freak show over here he he's got this mindset of like he's going to push his body mind spirit to the limit and so he's training for a 50 miler in september and so your training has been going i mean you you had that fall a couple weeks ago you feel <laughs> good about that yeah i'm better um my neck uh was a little messed up for a few days but i'm fine now um yeah i mean you, you know you're asking about the training it's it's not going to ramp up very serious for a while now it's just about just being consistent and putting in the consistent miles and so this is what he says to me he says you know not serious right so what does he do on like a saturday morning he runs a half marathon right 13.1 miles and i'm like not i'm like come on man that's like so anyway that's that's where kevin's at um (laughs) i'm glad to know that you've also i i too have completed i can't say that i was like a stellar runner um, but I did complete a marathon too. So I don't know, 50 miles, maybe he'll talk me into it sometime, but I don't know. I don't know about that. It's just a nice walk through the woods. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Kev, do you want to, uh, let's formally introduce this guy yeah, in studio here. Let's do it. And this is, this is exciting for me cause I don't know Bart. I know you guys are friends and, and, uh, so I'm excited. So Bart Becker, high school principal, uh, uh on the show today, he's a relationship-driven leader, uh, keeper of the keys who has a wealth of experience in leadership, work-life balance, stress reduction, uh, mental health, and everything in between. Uh, as always, it's great to learn from other leaders. So I want to welcome Bart. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy schedule, as we all know um, what our lives are like. Um, so I appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're glad to have you here today, Barton, um, Keeper of the Keys. We're gonna, I want to come back to that later because that's something that I don't know if you, I mean, I, I know you've had that on your, some of your handles, but we'll talk, maybe we'll come back to that a little bit later. But so, Bart, it's time for the random question of the day. So, last week's question was about fear. We talked about fears, okay? So, do you have a fear of heights? Yes. You do have a fear of heights, okay? I might come back to that. How about a fear of snakes or spiders? Yes, snakes more so than spiders. <laughs> okay, snakes. So tell me your, I mean, just really quick, snakes. You just, I mean, like if I threw a snake on you right now, would you like freak out? <laughs> I would. North Central Montana is where I grew up. So the Golden Triangle, lots of wide open country. And yeah. uh, despite living my first uh, 20 years there, uh, and that's um, 
I always had this fear because they were ever rattlesnakes. Yeah. And uh, my very first job was on a, I was the worst ranch hand in the history of North Central Montana. <laughs> and uh, I never came across a rattlesnake, but there's, I was always that fear and oh, uh, I heard man, lots yeah. of stories. So yes, yeah, I am, okay. uh, I'm no fan. I'm sure they're beautiful creatures. Bless anybody. How who about loves bears? Do you see bears there? Not with my own two eyes, but yes, it, uh, we are, where I grew up is about, oh, an hour and a half east as the crow flies from the Rocky Mountains. Okay. And, uh, it is not uncommon for, uh, grizzly bear yeah. sightings to make their way out. And yep, I, I have a the fe- real I deal. fear of grizzly we were bears. Tr- we, yeah. we would be taught, uh, in young, I mean, in early elementary school, what to do, uh, when you're hiking in the sure. woods, uh, how to make a lot of noise. Um, with bears, you're supposed to get as small as possible. If you yeah. run across a mountain lion, get as large and loud as possible. It's, yeah. But you never saw one. I never saw one. Well, wow, that's that's good. Well, hey, that thanks for <clears throat> that was last week. That was last week last week's question. So thanks for. I, I get you know I, I guess I didn't know that about you so you do have a fear of heights and snakes or something you don't want to stay in bears too yeah I guess I would be running from bears so Bart this week's question um, would you rather go forty eight hours without sleep or would you go seventy two hours without food forty eight hours without sleep Ooh, wow you'd go forty eight hours without okay tell me a little bit more behind that. So, um, don't, don't judge a person by their appearance. Um, I'm tall and lanky, but, uh, <laughs> I get teased all the time by my colleagues and coworkers. Uh, I have a, a habit of consuming large quantities of food in a very <laughs> short amount of time. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. Got it. We'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit. So, um, Kevin, before before I ask you, yeah. uh, well, actually, I would, you know what? You, you go ahead and answer this too, and then I want to tell you. I, I would be, go with the, I would go without food for for seventy two hours. hours. Okay, yeah. So, without sleep, right? You said you would go forty eight hours without sleep. So, I, doing some research here this week, it says uh, I got this off of uh, Healthline here. It says how long can you go without sleep? You know, functioning and all that other stuff. Do you know the longest recorded time without sleep is approximately 264 hours or just over 11 consecutive days? Now, could you do that? No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. Absolutely I, I, You know, and uh, Kevin's got a story here I'm going to have him share here, but although it's uh, unclear exactly how long humans can survive without sleep, it isn't long before the effects of sleep deprivation start to show. And only... After only three or four nights without sleep, you can start to hallucinate. Prolonged sleep deprivation can lead to cognitive impairments, irritability, delusions, paranoia, psychosis, all that other stuff. So anyway, interesting to know that Bart Becker would rather, he would go 48 hours without sleep rather than the 72 hours without. So Kevin, you have a little story about the sleep part of it. Yeah, you just mentioned it and it was it was making me think back in high school um, for a, for a project in I don't even remember what class it was. Um, I don't know. A group of us stayed awake for I can't remember if it was 24 hours or 48 hours. Um, but we went to somebody's house over the weekend, and every four hours we would do the same tasks to see how sleep deprivation impacted us. You know, hand-eye coordination type stuff. And I just remember that was it was funny because it does. And even even as a young kid, it did. Um, and then I've also done uh, there's this there's this running challenge called the four by four by forty eight, where every four hours you run four miles 
for 48 hours. So you end up running 48 miles. And so for two days, um, and so you sleep, I mean, you have plenty of time to sleep in between, but you're not, you're not getting, you know, eight hours straight. Right. So you're, it's interrupted sleep. And even that just messes with you. Um, so I've done that before and, and yeah, that's, that's, I can go three days without eating for sure. Yeah. I'm going to read something about that too, but so Bart going, uh, so just think about this though, like going to be a leader, right? You're a, you're a, a fantastic leader. You're leading uh, people and you're leading your family and all that stuff. But would consistently going, just think about going to your job every day without sleep though. I mean, oh, that would be a disaster. Would, be, would they get a little bit of the crabby irritable Dr. Becker or what would, I mean, or would you just be kind of like, <laughs> I don't think I am, I get, crabby or short um i just don't feel well i've really noticed as i've as i've mm -hmm. aged the impact of not having enough sleep uh like this week has been a really busy and, and, a, and a lot of night i have a nap coming up this afternoon yeah um, <laughs> like it's scheduled that's so funny. more than i want to it's because i, I, I need, need it i can yeah. i can feel i get headaches um so it doesn't really impact my behavior but i just don't feel well yeah yeah that's that I'm the same way. So I would, I would go without, I would do 72 hours, uh, without eating. I just, I need my sleep. I am one who, uh, if I don't get my sleep, I, that's, I, I will get irritable. I do just, you don't want to be around me. Um, well, I'm especially sure. if 72 hours, I mean, you know, 24 of those, you'd be asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. but anyway, the lack of food, so 72, um, you know, going three days without eating the longest I've ever fasted, I guess. And I didn't do it for, cause there's, you know, there's the religious reasons to, uh, to fast and all that stuff. I did it for more of, um, kind of to see some of the health benefits behind it, but I did do 36 hours. Uh, and that wasn't too bad, but I've never done, uh, 72 hours, but if I had to choose, I would probably do this, the 72 hours. So it says fasting for 72 hours is difficult for most people without any assistance. The body will also begin breaking down muscle tissue and start leading to vitamin and mineral deficiencies and digestive issues. And that is what happens if you eat nothing for three days. So something to think about, but just kind of a fun little random question to get to know Bart Becker at a different level. Thanks for participating in the random question of the day, Dr. Becker. All right, let's get into some questions. Um, I'm excited because like I said, I don't know Bart. And so this is going to be just as much information uh, uh, beneficial for me as, as it is for the listeners. So first thing, why don't you just tell us about yourself, uh, your background, where'd you grow up? You talked a little bit about uh, growing up in Wyoming um, or Montana. I'm sorry, Montana. Um, uh, your your leadership uh, experience, coaching, te you know, all of it. Give us, give us a sense of who you are. Yep. So, uh, born and raised, uh, in North central Montana, great falls is where I was born. Go 33 miles North up I 15, small town of Dutton, Montana, home of the Cardinals, uh, at that time. Now they've co-opted. Um, and then I went to high school 25 miles North of there, uh, in Conrad home of the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. And, uh, from there I, uh, with a good buddy of mine and my best friend at the time, we moved out here to the twin cities to attend Bethel college. It was then now Bethel university, uh, played football for who's, uh, for Steve Johnson, who's still the coach there. One of the most incredible men I've ever met in my life. Um, 
finished up my degree and uh, was teaching my first job ever at Fridley High School. And I met my wife, who was so far out of my league, it's not even funny. <laughs> you went above the rim? Did you go above I the went rim? above the rim. <laughs> okay. I, I, it was, yes, there's a good story there, but we'll, another time. <laughs> okay. And uh, so my wife, Olga, she is an immigrant from Ukraine, and uh, she's the one. We are so fortunate to have four kids, uh, 17, 14, 12, and 10, keep us really, really busy and active. I was very fortunate to get hired at Maple Grove Senior High School in August of 2001. I uh, taught there uh, for 10 years, hired at Park Center Senior High School uh, in 2011 as an assistant principal, and then I was hired back at Maple Grove Senior in 2015 as a lead principal. So this is now year eight. Any and, coaching? Uh, I coached football my very first year at Maple Grove okay. um, under Craig Hansen, and uh, that was it. That was my, uh, we learned early on the, the time and the commitment, and uh, to, to coach in high school, it has to be a family commitment, yeah. um, in my opinion, and uh, the timing just wasn't right for us. It was a phenomenal experience. My position also got cut, too. We that, that we went for a levy um, and uh, the district, and it, it didn't pass, so my, my position got cut, too, so we had to shift some things up. But, yes, one year of coaching football, yeah. um, and... Uh, but now I get to watch them all. Yeah. What about what about what position did you play when you were a, a player? I was a quarterback. Ooh, we got a quarterback here. So, uh, righty, lefty. I'm a righty. You're a righty. So, yep. okay. Were you were you like a Patrick Mahomes type? No. <laughs> Uh, no, he was, I was always, uh, very fortunate to have, uh, both in high school and college, uh, teams with an outstanding defense an outstanding running game, outstanding linemen. And, uh, I, I, you know, uh, the quarterback is a, is a profile position. It's, it tends to, your name gets called more and, but no, I was very much a small cog and uh, a very, very high powered machine that yeah. had a lot of success. It was, it was you're a, a humble, great memories. You're a humble guy. I just got to keep with the facts. I, I got to keep with the facts. So fun little fact that just came out of this. Like I said, I didn't know Bart. I graduated from Fridley. Fridley Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. You so go. you started what year? 2000. Uh, I student taught there in the fall of 2000 and was hired in January of 01. Oh, we could have lots of conversations. <laughs> Some of my favorite people. I still t keep in touch with uh, uh, Miss Rentilla. Yeah, Lori Rentilla. Yeah, she was, she was, she was my person. Yeah. She was, she was that the was one. was an incredible staff. Yeah. She was the one who I have reached out to over the decades yeah. um, when I need some advice yep. you know she and my it, wife are great friends okay that's that's amazing she's i've shared stories with my staff about my interactions with her because um i've said it on on past episodes kids don't remember what they what you teach them but they remember how you make mm -hmm. them feel and Absolutely. i was not the best student <laughs> um school was not a priority for me but man, did I feel loved every time I walked into that room with her. And and she was an amazing, is an amazing human. And um, so, yeah, you, you probably have all this, all the staff that I had um, there. Yep, I was very fortunate. Um, and it was it was uh, only two quarters, one semester. Okay. But very, very impressionable. Um, yeah. The, the people on that staff. That's awesome. That's cool. Bart, one of the things I'll say about you is knowing you and the type of person you are, uh, you know, as a as a husband, as a father, as a leader of your building, 
um, you do such a great job of taking care of people. You are a relationship-driven leader. I see that. I know that as a as a friend, as a as a as a colleague. That uh, you know, I know we're rivals, but good rivals. Friendly it's a, rivals. It's a friendly rival. Um, but talk. Can you talk to us a little bit about? on the show, we always talk about, you know, that finding that balance, right? And routines and habits and how do we do that? So Bart Becker, what do you do to, you know, create routines? If it's, what's your morning routine or your, your, your late night routine, you know, balancing all that stuff. So I'm not doing a very good job of right now because it's so, this is the, this is the busiest part of the year. So I'm, I'm sloughing off, but um, when I'm on my game, especially spring, summer, and fall, I, I exercise, I work out in the morning, and that can be anything from kettlebells, it can be running, um, and then uh, get a good breakfast, off to work, and I like to be in my office if I'm on my game at shortly after 6, our start time, teachers report it at uh, 7.10, first hour is at 7.30, so it's an earlier start, but I, I, I need some quiet me time at work, um, go through emails, just get myself set for the day. I try to take a 15 minute walk when I'm there just around the building. And, uh, and then, uh, at night, um, once we're home from whatever the day, again, I credit my wife. I'm so very fortunate to have an awesome wife, marriage and family, uh, without that, um, man, you know, we're in a building with uh, 220 staff and, uh, you know, just interacting with uh, staff who've gone through marital struggles and, you know, even divorce. Uh, I, I've never walked in those shoes, but I can, I can see the impact it has. <clears throat> so I'm so fortunate to have a strong family and a wonderful, wonderful, amazing wife that um, at home, it's connecting with our kids who are in all their activities. We rarely get to have the family dinner. It's just it's just not there. Um, but then it's just nice, quiet. I like to read when I have a chance, but it's mostly just me and my wife and my, my kids as they come in and out of our living room. Um, just, just being together. If we're talking great, if we're not, we're just chilling. But then, uh, I'm, I'm usually, uh, to bed not long after nine. Um, I just, I can't stay up late. What time are you getting up? Uh, four to four thirty, four forty-five, okay. the latest. Working out at home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Has if, that always been the case, or has that changed since the pandemic? Because I hear so many people that, yep. me included, where I was a I was a gym rat, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been in the. No, I've never been to a gym. That's just not my. Okay. For whatever reason, it's just not my my preference. We had a townhome, uh, and it had a little uh, clubhouse that I would use. Um, but now, no, just right there at our house. Yeah. Yep, put my earbuds in. Has has your workout routine? I'm just curious. Being somebody that played played uh, football in college, um, have you been active? Has that been a, has that been a priority your entire life? Yes, more so in the last uh, five or ten years when I could just really tell that my body is is aging. Yeah. And so I far more than when I was younger, I can feel the difference if I'm at one level of fitness versus another level of fitness. And uh, I credit a, a colleague of mine um, for pulling me into triathlon and competing in that for the last, I think it's now, this will be my sixth summer, and just night and day difference to, again, just my overall well-being if I'm 
consistently active versus if I'm not. And I've resigned myself that I'm, I'm just, I'm in a job where it's very difficult to stay consistent, especially at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to when things open up a little bit and I can dive back in. I think Bart and I are like lost souls yeah, here. Like, are you so that's why I pointed oh, yeah. at you, triathlon. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I started, my very first triathlon was the Maple Grove yep. Sprint in 2013. Okay. And I had no business being there. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it um, because about nine months later, I had a two-level spine fusion um, from a long, from an injury that happened in high school, actually. Um, and so then I didn't do any for a couple of years. And then probably in 2000, yeah, probably 2017, uh, I jumped back into it. And so now I've, I do, you know, a hand, half a dozen every yep. year. Yep. Um, I believe 2018 was my first okay. summer. Okay. Which ones do you do? Just out of curiosity. I'll always do Maple Grove now because yeah. uh, my yep. students and staff and families uh, know that I and it's, it's just, I love it too. Yeah. It's just a beautiful event. Um, I've done Green Lake several times. I've done Minnetonka a couple times. Yep. Minneapolis before they shut it down, which is too bad. I like yep. that one. Um, I've done the uh, Granite Man series. Yep. So Clearwater up there. Yep, and, Clearwater, yep. Big Lake, and... Uh, Oh, what's the third? I can't remember. I can't. Uh, yeah, Clearwater, Big Lake, and uh, I don't have it. I can't think of it either. But uh, I haven't great. done the other two. I've done Big Lake and Clearwater, but yep. not the other one. Yeah, and then I, 2020, it would have been, um, did uh, a full uh, Madison. Full distance, yes. Yeah. A lot of yeah. hills, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not flat. It's not flat. Well, that's good. And the important thing is he's not in my age group. <laughs> um, he will be shortly, another right. year. So um, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm looking forward to, I'll probably see you out there this summer be great. at some point. I don't, are you registered for any at this point? Maple Grove. You are? Okay. Yep. I haven't officially this registered. This will be my lightest in terms of fewest, yeah. um, I'm just going to focus on the Maple Grove Half Marathon, okay. Maple Grove Triathlon, and then Twin Cities. Are you doing sprints, Olympics, Olympic. mostly? Olympic? Yep. Okay. Do you like that more I, than the sprint? Uh, yes. Sprint is, they're all great. They're yeah. all great. There's no, um, I feel more accomplished if I can perform well at the Olympic. And so I, that's just what I always shoot for. What's your strength? Swimming, biking, running? I truly don't have one. Okay. I am supremely mediocre at <laughs> them all. Okay. Uh, swimming was the biggest and is the biggest emotional yes. hurdle. Um, I, I, I had a fear of, of swimming yeah, in, in same the open here. water. Yep. The darkness down below, is there you know a monster that's going to come up and get me? I, I truly <laughs> right. had that yeah. fear. So to conquer that and to be able to, I can look across a body of water if it's not having white buffalo there was oh my buffalo. gosh i i i, uh, I, I along too. with dozens of other people uh i think it felt like two years almost, ago yep and it was the most disastrous experience but i survived <laughs> it fact, was legitimately it was dangerous yes it was it was not a safe but no situation. matter the day that's the message i sent home to my wife i yeah. take a picture of myself i survived yeah <laughs> uh, but that was that uh, was a that scary was day fun but the 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 feeling of knowing i can do this I can I can <laughs> yeah. I can jump out there and swim and survive or just yeah. feel good about it is that was the biggest emotional hurdle. Yeah. The bike was the most natural for me and running is just suffering, but yeah. I've learned to enjoy that portion of it uh more than uh than the rest. So I'm gonna <laughs> we're really going down a hole here, but I love this. For me, and I'm I'm gonna guess it's the same for you. For me, what I love about triathlon is it's it's that 
it's that hard thing. It's I'm a horrible swimmer. Um, I, I look like I'm drowning. Um, people wonder if I'm okay. Um, but I use, for me, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a metaphor in life. It's, 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 um, a way to transition through life. And I apply the things that I've learned about myself in a triathlon to things in my life. There's so many times, especially when you get to the longer distances, you don't want to be out there. You want to quit. You want to quit as much as you are committed to doing it. It is a constant when you're, when you're at hour 10 of a 14 hour day, every second you are having to have a conversation with your brain don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And there's so many times in life when you feel like doing that. And so I don't know, I don't know about for you, but for me, I've, I've just absolutely loved the experience yeah. of, of learning triathlon and yes. applying it to everything. No joke. What inspired, and I shared this message with my staff. I always, when we start the school year, uh, I'm not the one on the policies, the procedures. I am big about why. Yeah. I want to collect, connect with our staff and help them connect with their why. And uh, this year I shared about how triathlon and I was at that time training for twin cities, but triathlon in, in particular, I'm greatly moved and impressed by everyone who participates. And what stands out to me is everyone has a story. Everyone has a reason for why they are there. You have, and this is perhaps even more so with the longer distances. I've never done a half or full distance, um, Ironman, but with the marathon, you have people who are there in, in honor of a loved one, for example, um, you have people who've had a health scare in their life and they've now committed to serious physical and social emotional change to have a better and more fulfilling and more healthy life. And you have those who are just competitors who want to keep pushing themselves. And uh, I don't know what those stories are, except for if they're wearing physically something that says, but that relates to our kids at school. Um, you know, we, uh, Maple Grove has 2,350 some kids and we're growing. Everyone has a story. And uh, there's no way to know every single story of every single student, but they're there. And when you get to learn more about your kids, um, that, that's, that's our why. We're in the position to be able to influence in a positive way. And I get that same uh, energy rush, that same positive reinforcement from, uh, from triathlon, yeah. from, from running. I just, I, I love it. It's, uh, it's such a key to happiness. For yeah. Me. And I love that it's, you can make the connection between something because that's what it is for me the connection between something physically challenging and you can tie it to the purpose behind your job yeah. they are connected and and um it's just amazing yeah love it you haven't done a half yet no i <laughs> i very much want to i've got to i've, I've got to choose i yeah. can't i can't do everything yeah. uh, at once but if and when i do it would be madison for yeah. sure yeah, beautiful course. It was it was awesome. All That's right, awesome. I want to. Um, first of all, one of the things I heard you say, Bart, and I really, uh, I think listeners can take is that, you know, sometimes we're going through we're going through life, and there's just different times of uh, in our lives where we decide, you know, when we know that uh, this is, I'm not going to be able to get in what I want to get in, but being okay with that, recognizing, being aware of it. And then knowing that I'm going to get back to it again, but having that self-awareness, I think is so key. And I really appreciate you sharing that and just some of the stories about how it connects to what you do. <clears throat> I'm going to switch it up here. I know you are, um, very active on social media and you have a lot of followers. Um, and that's why, you know, the keeper of the keys, right. And maybe you can tell, maybe, maybe this is a good 
time to tell that your keeper of the keys. But <clears throat> so number one, social media, right? We could, I've said this every time we talk, we could talk episode, episode, I mean, we could talk forever on social media, but number one, are you staying up? Are you staying up to date with the latest social media? What platforms are you on? Who do you follow? And then I want to follow up with just some things that over the last month, I've been doing a lot of reading on addiction to smartphones. So, um, no, I'm not keeping fully up. I, uh, obviously I'm aware TikTok is all the rage. Um, kids, uh, students usually use uh, Snapchat. I've, I've heard of discord. I don't know what it is. Um, I myself, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, LinkedIn. And it's been fascinating over the eight years to see how, especially with students, how the trends have shifted. Um, Twitter was all the rage in 2015. Um, and then it moved to Instagram, then quickly to Snapchat and now to TikTok. Whereas a lot of my former students who I taught at Maple Grove, who I've since connected with and families are very much on Facebook. More families are moving to Instagram and uh, Twitter has become more of a tool for uh, just straight communication images. Yes, too. So it's been neat to watch that uh, that back and forth um, just over the years. And where will it go next? You know, what's the next big app that's going to come out, and how will it influence our society? Right. What about so keeper of the keys? What, what? So that was a simple nod to I believe it was uh, Harry Potter, um, <laughs> the, the series we read. Because was it uh, who's the keeper of the keys? I'm, I'm now blanking out. I have out never. I'm, this is going to sound. Oh. People, I've never seen. Harry Hagrid. Potter, I think and it was I've never Hagrid. read the book. Okay. Hagrid, but uh, it was twofold. The principal obviously has a key to every every room yep. in in the school. And uh, when I when I got to Maple Grove, um, the set of keys I had was in, <laughs> I mean, it, it truly was every key to the building. <laughs> yep. And we are gonna get rekeyed. I think it is the summer, so now I'll have one single key. But <laughs> be kind of nice. Um, yeah, no, it's but it's also a metaphor that that's this is your responsibility. Yeah. Everything that goes on in that building and even outside of the building, the buck stops with, with you. And uh, so it was a nod to Harry Potter. That was the first kind of book series that I read with uh, each of my kids, uh, or at least my first two for sure, uh, until they took over. And then um, it was also connected to, to work and uh, the responsibility and the opportunity to lead uh, a building like Maple Grove that I trust every, every principal feels where, wherever they are. That's great. What do you, who do you follow on social media? Like, who, who are some of the people that you'll follow? So I used to follow. It's it, it's changed, mm-hmm. um, and it's changed based on my my how it's impacted me. Um, I used to follow uh, a lots of personal interest, uh, and then it shifted much more to everything education. Um, and then I began to see in myself how much more time I was spending on my phone, diving into those matters, great as they may be. But it began to really. You've got to you you've got to make decisions on how you use your time, and it was coming at an expense, in my opinion, of my family and uh, my wife, uh, my my spiritual life, and so I I pulled back, and now I I follow. I primarily everything is school related. Um, I do not scroll through and follow up on on the feeds. Um, it, it's it's I, I'm moving more and more to posting. 
in my position. These are all professional accounts, and uh, I, I, it's it's a great avenue to highlight the great things that are happening in our school and in our community. So I've that's my primary use of it, and uh, not not so much to to interact. It's just that's where I've had to put my own limits right, um, that, on how yeah, I use it. And what I would say to that point is it's and that's what I think a lot of people are recognizing. You can go down that rabbit hole and oh, you can be ending. on it for hours and hours and you're you're taking away from the present moment or the time with your family or the time with take whatever it is you're taking away from that and so you can go down that so it leads me to my next kind of question and there's so much and it's not surprising but there's so much research about the addiction to smartphones for kids and even Absolutely. adults yep. so in your opinion what are some things or strategies or what what would you share with yep. parents or adults or yep. kids about that uh, number one, it's not easy because uh, this 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 is an animal that is new to this generation. That uh, it's it's I just I believe it's different than anything else. But it it takes the emotional investment, um, and my wife and I struggle with this too. Where you have to put limits, and you have to empower your kids also to be able to manage these own devices. And I jokingly ask to my kids at home and at school whenever I see someone's face on their screen, is do you control your phone or does it control you? And uh, the honest answer often is my phone is because these things are hardwired. That uh, the uh, social network that uh, yeah, was yeah, that that's a great great Netflix. I tell you what, that scary. is that's the real deal. It mm-hmm. is it is programmed to interact based on how you and it just feeds. So we have restrictions on our kids' phones. Um, only our two oldest have them, and we gave it to them for the lone reason that they had to communicate with their activities. Um, and uh, we still we have the tightest of controls, screen time, and uh, we we it's a team effort between my my wife and I. Again, I'm so grateful for my wife. She she monitors their screen time each week, um, blocks YouTube. Um, my my uh, eighth grade daughter has absolutely no social media at all, um, and uh, it's it's just a. It's not easy, and you're never going to be perfect. You got to have grace with yourself as parents, um, and you've got you have to keep your eye on the ball. It's it's uh, the access that all these negative influences has, and that's the blessing and the curse. Social media can be an absolute cesspool of negativity on every subject and topic under the sun. That that's simply a responsibility of parents. You have to be able to. It's what 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 comes comes in your kid's brain is going to influence how they behave, their values, their patterns. It's adversity that I don't believe any other I mean generation has had to face, and that's this is it. This yeah. is as a society, as a world, we have shifted into this digital age where yeah. every generation moving forward is going to have to fight this battle. I think you hit the nail hard. on the head with with access, right? I mean, it's it's like literally every horrible thing in the world a student a child has access to if if they're permitted right if if the restrictions aren't there there's nothing they can't find and and that is a scary mind-boggling um notion yep and we're all human and this is what's just so awful when in our humanness when we screw up now just we i mean kids we see it all the time in our schools when kids screw up and they say and do things out of out of out of anger, out of hurt, out of shame. 
Uh, it's now digitally mm -hmm. seared forever. It's videotaped. It's, it's recorded. In our day, when, when, when we had to get away, you'd go home to your house. You, you didn't answer the landline. Mm -hmm. You shut your bedroom door and no one had access to you. Mm -hmm. Now, through these things, it's, it's that oftentimes, and this is when I was in a position to handle discipline, and there was some kind of a student uh, conflict, the first thing you'd say to parents is, take their phones. Yeah. Remove the access to the people who want to cause emotional harm to your kid. Remove that access. Protect them from all this negative stuff. And uh, so that's yeah. part of the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. How about, uh, you know, oftentimes we talk on the show, um, and, and Jason and I have these conversations um, just in general, um, the idea of mental health. Um, it's such a huge topic, right? Um, and none of us are, are physicians, none of us are psychologists, um, but just in general, what, is, what does mental health mean to you? What, is it, what does it mean for yourself? Um, and, and what's your, what's your outlook on that? Yeah, that's, that is the question of, of this, uh, uh, era of time. And, and I, my first thing is it, it goes beyond the mental it's, yeah. <clears throat> it's physical, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's the whole well-roundedness of a person. And I believe they all interact with one another. Um, you could be, uh, emotionally very stable, very healthy, but if you let your physical health slide, if you're not getting enough rest, if you're not eating the right things, if you're not taking care of it, that's going to impact the one another. Um, I, I, I have strong faith, and if I can, I can absolutely tell when I slack off uh, on my faith, and I'm, and I'm not reading, I'm not praying, I'm, I'm not being a leader for my family, that plays over into mm -hmm. my physical well-being, which plays over into my social-emotional well-being. So it's the whole package, and... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that there is uh, far more attention being paid to it. The tension and the struggle is that the, your, your, your standard, I'll speak for myself, high school, are, are, we are not structured to be mental health providers for our kids. The need is there, but we're an academic provider. And so there's that tension of needing to find ways to, to deliver mental health supports to our kids when we are not, and I'm not blaming anyone or anything about this, mm -hmm. it's just where we, we are not structured. We are at best, we can supplement uh, outside professional mental health supports. But for students and staff, this is, it's a, it's a big thing. So have you, have you come, sorry, have you come to be pretty... Um, just kind of aware of yourself and when you notice one of those components um, kind of lacking a little bit, you, you've gotten to just be in tune with yourself enough to know that you need to put a little bit more time yes. in on, on that. Yep. Okay. And, I, and I credit my wife. Uh, she reminds more, you. Marriage is more than love. <laughs> it's also a partnership yeah. and uh, you have to work at it. And so part of that is the open, honest dialogue when uh, she sees in me yeah. that... Uh, I'm out of balance, yeah. um, and, it, and usually it, it, it can mean that I'm putting too much time uh, towards school and towards work, or and I and I have to cut back and reinvest in my family. And so, yes, that I I've, I've gotten better at recognizing in myself where I need to tighten things up to yeah. to keep myself well well rounded. It is, it is great to have 
a good partner, a good spouse to keep you in that. And I know uh, I'm grateful for my my spouse as well too because she keeps me uh, in line. And I should say in line, but just balanced. She can tell me like, oh, you're got to get back into your heart here, Jace. Uh, I want to just, Kevin and I, mental health has been something that when we started this, we said we're going to, we're going to talk about mental health. We're putting this out there because we need to talk about it. And mental health, what we're trying to say is mental health is does not need to be a negative, doesn't need to be a bad thing. It is just what it is. It's mental health. And like you said, there's the physical part of it, emotional part of it, spiritual. There's all parts of it, but we have to talk about it. And that's what we hope to do on this podcast, Kevin and I, is continually talk about mental health. So figure out what, what can people do to take care of themselves, right? And, and so it's not it's not this bad word or negative word. It, it's just what it is. It's mental health. It's part of who we are. Yep. So uh, I began sharing this, and this is by no means a novel idea. I don't trade cre- credit for it, but it's 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 one of the themes that I began to lead uh, my school with, my, my building with through COVID was having grace, having grace upon yourself, um, having grace for each other, because uh, that we're still, it's, I f- it feels like the past two plus years has been just one giant continuous human psychology uh, journey that has stretched people to their limits and beyond. So have grace with one another, but have, have grace for yourself there. If, if you need the weekend, if you need to clock out Friday at the end of the duty day, leave that stack of tests on your desk, even though your kids are dying to know how they did. But you need that weekend to rest up, to recharge, to fill your bucket of happiness. Because I believe mental health and happiness are one and the same. Not, not one and the same, but one leads to another and, and, and benefits one another. Then do it. Have grace upon yourself. Kids can wait a day. Bless their hearts. They can have patience. Um, but uh, yes, that, that's what strikes me is, is really trying to find that, that way to give yourself the time and the supports and the strength you need to be your best. That's great. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, I'm going to switch it up here a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about kind of Bart Becker when he's at home, okay? The Bart Becker at home, uh, if you have to, your go-to meal that you would prepare for your family, what would that be? Uh, In my house, I am about breakfast. Okay. So weekend mornings when we're all there and it's nothing creative but it's it's just, it's who I am pancakes waffles french toast <laughs> eggs it, i mean we dominate it's <laughs> yeah. so great. we dominate i love it no. oh that's great but if i have to cook in the evening um my wife is a fantastic cook and uh but I'm a traditionalist. I love spaghetti. I love spaghetti yeah. and meatballs. Um, over Christmas and New Year's, it's a family tr- tradition. Uh, Norwegian meatballs. Um, okay. So yeah. yes, no. What makes them Norwegian? I'm just curious. <laughs> the recipe is that, is that okay? No, nope, okay. that's just I was just in our family, and uh, it was my favorite meal yeah. of my dad. And uh, yeah, no, it just brings me. I can when I when I when I take that first bite yeah. it brings me right back to when i was eight nine ten years old at our grandma's house i can still see the the white tablecloth covering the the table um yeah. and just man yeah there's something special about uh food and 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 uh gathering together that uh it's very fond and and so i'm thinking of things as you're mentioning that that's that's good um what you know, I'm going to ask you. You mentioned something about and I'm uh, about your football coach. 
And uh, I'm going to guess he's maybe on your list here, but uh, I'm always curious to ask leaders how they became the leader that they are. And it's, it's a process, right? And more times than not, there was someone in, in that person's life that had a profound impact on them, um, whether they were aware of it or not at the time. But I'm just curious, how about you? Who are some mentors? Who are some, yep. some influential people in your life? Well, in terms of coaching, absolutely. Coach Jay um, and likewise Coach Polinsky, um, Greg Peterson, who's now the sports uh, uh, director at Bethel, and Coach Jay's still there. Uh, truly, truly. Coach Might, uh, Chris Might, who later went on to St. Olaf, the Washington, then Washington Redskins. Unbelievable people. Um, I was very fortunate all my life from even in, in T-ball. We were, our T-ball coach in Dutton, Montana was <laughs> Sheriff Bob. Bob <laughs> oh my gosh, Sheriff of cool. Teton County. And when we won, and when we won our first championship, uh, actually it was the game before, vivid memory. He had uh, uh, jean cut off shorts he was wearing and uh, <laughs> I forget who it was. Somebody was coming around to score, and he was jumping up for George so much he ripped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but he was beyond being a great dad, uh, beyond being a sheriff. Uh, he was an incredible, loving, uh, just adult figure for us, uh, and all the way through from little league to junior high basketball and football into high school. Coach McKelkey, Coach Ward, Coach Metz, Coach Dent. Uh, I've been so fortunate uh, to have these incredible leaders that I didn't realize at the time, but they were setting an example for me that I have been trying to live up to and uh, provide the positive influence on my students and my kids at home that they had on me. Uh, Coach Johnson, there is no one out here. And he just won the, I think the division three coach of the year. It's some, or he hall of fame. I'm going to, I'm failing to get the well, well deserved. And he, uh, he cries to the drop of a hat. Yeah. Everyone who plays for him and, and knows this. Uh, he was the first adult male who told me that he loved me on a daily basis. Uh, I had a very loving family, great family as a kid, but just, it wasn't in our daily routine. It's just not, not the way yeah. we communicated. We didn't doubt it. And here is this guy who um, I was getting to know just within hours, and he's crying, talking about his dad, and who had just passed away at that time. And... Uh, he's telling us he loves us and I, I couldn't grasp at that time what an impact it had on me but fast forward then 20 years or so or 15 years when I'm uh, now the principal at Maple Grove and in my first year there right around this time of the year I feel it was um, it was just such a special special experience and uh, I was overwhelmed with gratitude and here I am on the PA and uh, I told the kids I love them and uh, it's now become a thing where if I don't tell yeah. the students I love you at the end of every announcement, I'll they'll give me the business for it. And, hey, I thought you. <laughs> so, but um, I try to emulate and have the positive impact on my kids, obviously my staff, that the countless great coaches in my life had on me. Do you think they know? Do you think? Do you think the people that have impacted you? Do you think they know how much they've impacted you? So I've been fortunate enough to write uh, a couple of them and share. We had a high school football reunion. We won to this day our only state football championship in in, uh, Conrad's history. And we had a reunion now eight years ago. And uh, 
So I was very fortunate to be able to convey personally. Um, I've several are now actually high school principals, just just uh, retired coaches, and I've reconnected with them. So I've I've shared, um, but beyond the words, I don't know if one can truly know. Yeah. I don't know. They they are such extraordinary individuals. Uh, all I know is they had that impact on yeah, me. Yeah, that's that's special. I, I, love, I love that. The people that. Uh, impact you and make you who you are and it's just there's so many cool stories and just heartfelt stuff that you can take to who you are today and that's going to lead us into the next question here but leadership so bart what does a leadership mean to you and then how do you build and sustain leadership in your life when you're leading your building or leading you know at home yep so to me leadership is uh it's achieving the positive influence on those around you by your words and your deeds, by what you do and say, and also by you by what you don't do and say. Because there are times where the response of a leader uh, might be you have to exhibit poise, and poise might be very quiet. It might be very still. It might be very collected. And other times you got to be a vocal leader. You got to inspire. You got to move. So that's what I believe a leader is. Um, I am not a structured, organized, you know, very well thought out, uh, purposeful principle. I even struggle calling my saying leader. It's, it's very much in my heart to build relationships with my staff and influence them. However, I feel they need to be influenced, whether it's again, just a simple encouraging email. I, I probably send so many morning emails to my staff that just has these little, Hey, thanks for doing a great job. Thanks for your professionalism. Uh, that if I were receiving them, I would just get tired of reading them, but it's, it's on my heart to share. I just feel someone needs to hear it and I hope it hits home. Uh, so very much relationship oriented and that's as much for myself. I get happiness through the relationships with my staff. Um, and then I also love, I love uh, getting with the kids or teams. Um, in fact, just before Thursday night, I shared a few words with our, with our boys hockey team. And it's, it's just phenomenal to, I, 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 I view it as giving back yeah. from these incredible leaders I had, both teachers, parents of my friends when I was a kid, to coaches. Um, again, the impact they had on me in some way to try and provide a semblance of that positive impact on others. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And, and speaking of that, you know, I sitting here across from you and you've had three of my kids go through your building and they did not want to go to where I was the principal. It was very clear. And I tried, we, Becky and I tried when they were younger, Hey, do you want to go to where dad is? And absolutely. They're like, I do not want to be in the same building where dad's at and, you know, respect that. And plus you get, connected at a young age with sports activities and all that other stuff friends and so there was that part of it too but leads me into you know maple grove has had a lot of success in athletics over the last couple of years what do you attribute that to oh it's everything from tremendous families um tremendous coaching tremendous systems from the youth level on up um it's it's 
a lot of moving parts, a lot of commitment. We've been very fortunate to have great stability across many of our activities, um, great leadership on the part of Ricardo Jones, our activities coordinator. Um, again, highly invested families. That's That's been the really cool thing to see. Um, and and that's, it's a credit to our, our parents that they are so dedicated to their kids and their kids' success and the adversity their kids face um, through the battles and through the, through the journey of, of activities. Um, but then it just comes down to the final product and it's more than wins or losses. You know, we are very fortunate at Maple Grove to have so many strong programs that, that do achieve a lot of success, but um, it's also seeing any one individual student overcome adversity in their life to be the best they can be, whatever that outcome is, um, and to embrace their role. You know, we're gonna, we just got our seating for both uh, sections in boys basketball and uh, for state hockey. Well, there's some kids who are never gonna see a second of playing time at, uh, at state, but they know their role and they have a responsibility to their team and to each other. So, um, no, it's a combination of factors from coaching, the commitment and the support of families, uh, leadership, um, and it's just fun. I'm selfishly, I, I, I just get to see it. I get to watch yeah. each and I, every year. What I would say too is what I hear in knowing you is just, it goes back to kind of that leading with the heart and, and being uh, focused in on relationships and people. And there's more to the game, the activity, the sport than the wins and losses. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the people, it's the connections, it's the experience. And, and when that starts to happen and you start to build momentum, yep. it just it, it keeps going. So that's great. Kev, yep. you have... We'll turn it over to you. Um, yeah, let's, I'm going to ask you a fun question. I'm just curious about uh, what does what does one do as a child growing up in the middle of Montana? <laughs> what kind of kid were you? What did you? What were you into? Oh, what it did, was. I'm so fortunate. I just we basketball, football, baseball all okay. the time. Our little small town had a swimming pool. We had, and that was funded by it was. It's called the largest one day celebration in in Montana, Dutton Fun Day. It's the weekend after the Fourth of July. It's an all day celebration, and the funds raised out of that help support the pool. So, okay. we as a kid, we, you could bike anywhere, you could walk anywhere across town. I mean, it was it was a completely safe upbringing. But then we were also fortunate to have uh, t ball and little league baseball. So that's that's what I remember as a kid playing with uh my good buddy was key sims we'd play one-on-one basketball we play one-on-one baseball ghost runners all over the place i love that ghost runners remember that oh Oh, yeah yeah that was great i forgot about that no or you'd play if you hit it into the tree it was you know a home run or you hit it off the house it was this and oh yeah yeah it was it was was a great childhood Uh, i was so fortunate yeah but then, yes, uh, there's hunting, fishing, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, fly fishing. Yeah. Um, and th- there's no hockey. I don't know if anyone's a hockey. Yeah, no, Jason, you're a big hockey guy. Hockey doesn't exist. Doesn't it? Okay. Um, no one watches it. No one talks about it. We'd ski, ski and snowboard. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what you do in the wintertime. It was, it was magical. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Very cool. Kevin, I'm going to ask one question. Yep. Maybe you want hit to with, hit with the end. But, yep. Um, just kind of some fun stuff here, Bart. Just maybe a little bit about you. Um, when it comes to podcasts, are you do you listen to podcasts, or is this kind of a, a new a, a new platform for you? 
newer, um, when I was uh, running a lot this past uh, summer, especially, yes, because it's weird. You get influenced by your... When I was a kid, I mean, it was all 80s metal and ACDC and lifting weights. And, and now, you know, I, I, I very much like to, to run listening to conversation, listening yeah. to analysis. You know, I'm a social studies teacher, so I love anything current events and historical. And so, yes, um, I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm, I'm all in, and yeah. I'm a, but yes. It's a different. It's a different platform, and, and for Kevin and I, we're we're totally we're new to this, and we're trying to understand it. We've listened. Kevin and I listen to a, a lot of different podcasts, but it's a, just a different medium and a different way for us to get the word out and talk to great people like yourself about what's going on in, in our lives and that how we can become better. You go. Let's go back to that that music part of it. I'm a big music. I love music, and because it, it, there's certain times when I listen to different music to get me in the right mood or just vibe raising my vibe go high vibe and so what's some of that music that you like to uh, uh, crank I love well what I listen to most is uh, uh, movie scores soundtracks mm. I am I, I love I love strong uh, you know I grew up in the 90s so Braveheart you know yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the Hunt for Red October Dances with Wolves uh, Crimson Tide I, all those are powerful Hans Zimmer he just has a ton of them uh, Thomas Newman uh, has uh, I, I believe he was a Shawshank Redemption and so um that's that's what I listen to most. I I will I have a playlist that I have just on my computer when I'm when I'm at school that I listen to. But otherwise, um, I love uh, I love uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh yeah. So yeah. I don't know what what you call that, what uh, genre it is, know. but that's I can listen to that driving, running. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, I'm I'm from the product of the '90s, so I Counting Crows, uh, Goo Goo Dolls, Green Day. Yeah, how about Pearl Jam? Were you a Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam. In fact, one of the guys is from Missoula, Montana. Oh, oh yeah. really? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Jam. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what. We are going to uh, wrap this up with one question, and it's it's uh, it's kind of the uh, the the antithesis of of why we're doing this. We know people are looking for um, advice on how to make changes in their life. Um, so I'm going to ask you, um, as people are listening to this to this episode, there's going to be somebody out there that's looking to make a change in their life in whatever area that is. You've given lots of great tips and tricks and advice and wisdom and whatnot, but what is one thing that you would... Um, suggest somebody do to try and make a change that they're struggling with yep you got to make a plan okay that's the bottom line what is it that you want to achieve what are the steps that you will commit yourself to doing to achieve that how will you monitor yourself how will you support yourself um and that comes up only because i never in my life did i ever ever imagine even wanting let alone uh competing in trying to finish a marathon there's no way i could have just ran and did i i had to follow a plan and i think that was a strong metaphor for me anyway of if there's something that i want to change about myself whether it's anything family faith work you have to make a clear plan for yourself um, and then follow it, monitor it, adjust if necessary, um, and then build in some rewards. Um, 
because through all in all and all a positive change, whether it leads to greater mental health, greater uh, you know physical fitness, to me the encompassing thing in all of that is it you it yields happiness. One has to have a degree of happiness. You got to fill that bucket that you have. Um, so in whatever situation you are in life, uh, you can navigate through the adversity while retaining your sense of well-being, your sense of happiness, and with a plan. I will at least for me, having a plan in a in a clear st- process in which to follow. Um, that's that's the best case of success or the best chance of success for me. So rather than just 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 wing it, yeah, um, have a plan and stick to it. Okay, I love it. Well, Bart, um, this has been extremely enjoyable for me. I've, I've I've absolutely loved sitting here talking to you. There's been some connections that I didn't know were were going to happen uh, between the two of us. So that's that's fantastic. We thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, um, sitting down and and talking with us, sharing your insights and your wisdom and uh, your personal experience related to health and wellness. Um, I, I really think the listeners are going to benefit a ton. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Bart, again, I'm grateful for your time. You're busy. Kids, wife, you've got a lot going on in the, in the, the leadership role that you're doing. Uh, but again, appreciate you taking time to come here today to be in studio with us um, as we continue on our journey. And it's one step at a time, one conversation at a time. And as we wrap up today's episode, we would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast wherever you listen. We are so grateful for your support. And as always, please follow us on all of our social media accounts at Two Principles. You can also find us on the web at www.twoprinciples.com. If you have any questions for Kevin or myself, please email us at twoprinciplespodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for raising your frequency today and looking inward. We're wishing you peace and happiness wherever it is that you are on your journey. Remember, a better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Until next time, get out of your head and into your heart.